Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dirt Show. You might wonder why I'm dressed like this with a hat and with a shirt like this. Well, as soon as the show is over, um, my wife and my son are making me my 85th birthday party. I'm not yet 85. I have another week or so to go. But uh, my birthday falls out the same weekend as my daughter's wedding. And we're not going to interfere with my daughter's wedding. It's a much more important event. And so we're celebrating my birthday tonight on Martha's Vineyard on our deck with the people on Martha's Vineyard that actually talk to me. It'll be a small party. Uh, before I defended Donald Trump, we used to have like 125 people at my birthday uh, party. Uh, you remember the story that Barack Obama was invited. He was living next door, separated out by a few bushes, and he agreed to come. But when he found out that Geraldo Rivera was coming, he gave me a choice, you know, disinvite Rivera or he won't come. And so, of course, I told him not to come. I didn't disinvite Rivera. Geraldo came and celebrated my 75th birthday. So, uh, or maybe it was my 80th. I don't remember. Tonight's my 85th. So uh, uh, wonderful food, uh, wonderful uh, people. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my wife, every birthday makes me a shirt. Uh, this one says vintage 1938 limited edition. Well, and the hat says the same thing. In, in, in previous years, she would make uh, shirts that, uh, you know, really had funny things about me, but you know, 85 isn't funny. So I guess she thinks she has to have a serious, serious shirt. 38, 1938. Hey, proud of having reached 85. I'd love some more, uh, but that's not up to me. That's up to the good Lord. So, all right. Uh, I want to talk tonight about democracy. I, I found it almost hard to believe you know, we've been talking about efforts by 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 anti-democratic people like uh, Lawrence Tribe and, and Judge Ludic to deny you and me the right to vote against or for Donald Trump. They want to remove him from the ballot in the most undemocratic uh, misinterpretation of the Constitution. But it's clear that's only part of a larger problem. The New York Times recently ran this headline. You might not be able to read it clearly. But, uh, and you might not believe it if you read it. It says, to improve democracy, to improve democracy, get rid of elections. Get rid of elections. I, I thought it was a joke until I actually read the op-ed. You know, the Times didn't write it, but they published it. Initially with this headline, to improve democracy, get rid of elections. <laughs> they were so mocked for doing it that they actually changed the headline. But this is the original headline. On the eve of the first debate of the 2024 presidential race, trust in government is at historic low. Um, officials have been working hard to safeguard elections and assure citizens of their integrity. But this is the key sentence right in the top. But if we want public office to have integrity, 
we might be better off eliminating elections altogether. I'm sure that's what the Times would love to do. They'd love to have the editorial board of the New York Times consisted of, of, of young, diverse, uh, woke uh, people selecting the next president. They tried to do that by uh, their very selective use of op-eds and editorials. I got banned. I was the most frequent op-ed writer of any law professor. I got banned as soon as I defended uh, Donald Trump. So the editorial board of the New York Times would love to decide uh, who to make president. Larry Tribe and, and, and Judge Ludic could probably agree among themselves who should be uh, the president. Um, you know, people don't trust democracy. And the essence of this article is, you know, democracy might bring about the election of Donald Trump. Imagine that. So if, if democracy might bring about the election of Donald Trump, what are we going to do about it? Well, let's end elections. Then we can make sure that Donald Trump is never the president. It's more important to get Trump to make sure he's no longer the president than it is to preserve your ability to vote and my ability to vote. These elitists don't trust us. The constant example they give is, look what happened in Nazi Germany in 1932. They elected Adolf Hitler. First of all, they didn't. He got 32% of the vote. The rest of the vote went to other candidates, but because of the way in which the electoral system worked in Germany and because of the lack of courage of the president of Germany, Hitler essentially got appointed chancellor as a minority person. He may have gotten more votes than other people. He didn't get a majority or anything close to it. And then, of course, he shut down all elections. Uh, there was never another election after 1932, and there was never another dissenter. Um, uh, Hitler um, uh, was even tougher than Putin. Putin apparently today, we're not sure, but apparently today ordered the airplane carrying his political opponents to be shot down. And the leader of the opposition uh, was killed in the, in the plane crash. Um, uh, I mean, that's banana republic. And what Hitler produced was much worse than banana republic, genocidal uh, republic. But these folks, the tribes and the ludics, actually think that Donald Trump is, is Hitler. Look, I had a man, a Rothschild, Evelyn Rothschild, uh, recently died. But he told me about two years ago, I want you to tell Benjamin Netanyahu that he's worse. He's worse than Adolf Hitler. And I said, I'm not going to tell him that. This is totally false. I might tell him that some jerk said that, and I'll tell him who the jerk is, but I'm not going to tell him that, obviously. Um, uh, people make these easy comparisons to Hitler and Nazi Germany. There were so many circumstances that combined together to produce the uh, end of the Weimar Republic and the introduction of Nazism. Uh, we're not experiencing those situations. Uh, they had just lost the First World War. Uh, the money had disappeared. Uh, everybody was poor. Unemployment was rampant. And uh, obviously Hitler understood uh, that by scapegoating Jews and, and others, he could, uh, he could, he could ride to victory and, and, and he did. And, uh, and he remained in control because he abolished all elections, abolished all dissent, abolished all 
disagreement abolished every way in which he could be challenged. Uh, that doesn't prove that democracy doesn't work. I'm with Winston Churchill. Democracy may be the worst possible way of governing, except for all the others that have been tried over time. There is no better way than democracy. Everything else is worse. But democracy doesn't guarantee results. Professor Tribe, democracy doesn't mean you win all the time. That's what you want. Judge Lutick, democracy doesn't mean you get your way. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I've been voting since 1960. Yeah, 1960. I won. I voted for John Kennedy. He, he, he got elected. Uh, uh, the next election, I wasn't too sure. I was very ambivalent. I didn't like Lyndon Johnson. He turned out to be a very good president. I didn't vote for Richard Nixon either, either time. I, I didn't vote for many of the people who won. Uh, um, and I didn't vote for many of the laws that have been passed. I, I love democracy. I love democracy even when it comes out against me. Uh, and, and, and that's one of my criticism of, of, of Donald Trump. Um, he didn't accept the democratic result of the last election. He lost, but he was not able to face up to the fact that people were calling him a loser, which is the worst thing that Trump could call anybody, but he lost. Was it a perfect election? No, it wasn't a perfect election. Pennsylvania had some problems. There were problems in Arizona. There are problems with voting machines, particularly when they don't have backup. There are problems with vote counting. But by every possible uh, counting, um, was no doubt that Biden got many, 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 many more popular votes than, than Donald Trump. But he, he got more electoral votes as well. There were close elections, obviously, in some states. And it could have gone the other way if only a number of tens of thousands of people had voted differently. But Donald Trump refused to accept the outcome of the election, unlike Al Gore. I was involved in that case, Bush versus Gore. Gore won that election. He should have been president. More people wanted to vote for him in Florida than wanted to vote for his opponent, but they were stopped. The butterfly ballot, the hanging chads, closing the polls too early, a range of other issues that, that distorted the, the election results. I don't know about other states. I know about Florida because I was down there um, watching those chads being hung and those butterfly ballots, um, and, and we tried to challenge them, and we lost. And, and Al Gore was a mensch. He got up there and he said, look, I think I won. I think the Supreme Court was wrong, but I accept the outcome. And he went to the inauguration and he said he would work closely with, with the winner. And he did. And uh, um, I ended up, I ended up, although I was opposed to George W. Bush, I ended up liking him. I ended up meeting him and going to the White House. Uh, he wrote me a long handwritten letter about Natan Sharansky and how proud he was of the fact that I had represented him and gotten him free from prison. Good relationship with uh, George uh, W. Bush, even though I voted against them. Because democracy is not about tribe winning. It's not about looting winning. It's not about these other uh, law professors or the others who are out to get Trump winning. Democracy is about a process, about everybody voting, about maximizing the number of people who vote about minimizing the barriers to uh, voting. Remember, our country didn't start as a democracy. 
Democracy was a dirty word early in our politics. We are a republic. We are a republic if we can keep it, Benjamin Franklin uh, said. And the early elections, a very small percentage of the population was eligible to vote. Um, you couldn't vote if you were not white. You couldn't vote if you were not male. You couldn't vote if you were not rich. And in some states, you couldn't vote if you were not Protestant. You couldn't vote if you were a Catholic. You couldn't vote if you were a Jew. You couldn't vote if you were a Muslim. Um, those changed fairly quickly when Andrew Jackson was elected. He really introduced the concept of democracy to America, Jacksonian democracy. Deeply flawed. Didn't apply to Native Americans, who he slaughtered um, and, 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 and did terrible things to the, the the March of Tears and, and, and other kinds of brutal ways in which we broke our treaties, broke our contracts, broke our promises with the original people in America, the Native Americans. But it was a democracy for white people. Uh, it took the Civil War and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment to broaden it to a democracy for black people. And it took future amendments to broaden the democracy to women and to young people between 18 and, and 21. Democracy is a process. We have become more democratic, but now there's an attempt to make us less democratic. You know, I, I wrote to a friend of mine today and I sent him this headline and he wrote to me and he said, this is not the New York Times speaking. This is just uh, Adam Grant speaking. No, no, no. The Times gets thousands of op-ed submissions. This is a guest editorial, a contributing editorial writer. Um, the Times decides which to publish. They've decided not to publish me. That's a decision made by the New York Times. The Times decided to publish this op-ed and to run with the title to improve democracy, get rid of elections, and then change the title under pressure. But this is the New York Times speaking to us. If there were an op-ed that said black people shouldn't vote. Nobody was, oh, the Times didn't say that. Of course the Times would have said it. Uh, of course they wouldn't have published it. Um, but they did publish this. And if they just published this, okay. It's a, one of my other friends wrote me and said, it's a provocative thought piece. The Times doesn't publish provocative thought pieces on his op-ed page. It publishes things they agree with. Um, and it publishes articles whose thrust is part of their narrative. And the narrative that we're hearing from the New York Times is don't trust democracy. Just make sure that the ends justify the means and the end is get Trump at all costs. The only way to preserve democracy is to get Trump. If it requires us doing away with voting, get Trump. If it requires disqualifying him and not allowing him to run, get Trump, if it requires impeaching him on grounds that are not constitutionally permissible, get Trump. It doesn't matter. The Constitution will survive, but we won't if Trump gets reelected. That's the mantra. A total and thorough distrust in the Constitution, distrust in democracy. Now, Professor Tribe can't say I don't trust the Constitution. He's made his living on the Constitution for 55 years. So what he has to do, he has to twist it. He has to twist it. But he's been doing that for 50 years. He's a constitutional gigolo. He'll say anything or do anything 
about the Constitution as long as it serves his ends. He's a master manipulator. And it's interesting because his book is used. I got a letter today from somebody saying, oh, my God, they've assigned tribes book. You can't use that book as a basis for understanding the Constitution. You can use that book as a basis for understanding Lawrence Trump's politics. Lawrence Trump. That's a good typo. That's a that's a good Freudian slip. Lawrence Tribe's psychology, his politics. But for him, the Constitution is a Rorschach test, and he's the one who's going to interpret the Rorschach test. And he changes his mind with the politics. Um, when when uh, Clinton was president, he said the Constitution says that a president can't be indicted and prosecuted while he's president because that was Clinton. But as soon as Trump got into office, whoops, I've changed my mind. Maybe President Clinton can't be prosecuted and, and, and convicted, but President Trump certainly can. I changed my mind. I got smarter. And he'll change his mind again if there's an effort to prosecute Joe Biden. He's willing to change his mind and to change his interpretation of the Constitution, even to change the words of the Constitution as long as it satisfies his, his political ends. I've known this for 40 years. I've never been, never, never been tricked by Professor Tribe. I've never taken seriously his so-called interpretations of the Constitution. I've never taken seriously his treatise on the Constitution. It's not a treatise on the Constitution. If you want to read a treatise on the Constitution, read the one by Justice Story or others that clearly are an attempt to understand and elucidate the Constitution. His is an attempt to manipulate and use the Constitution to serve his partisan and political ends. And we're not going to stand for it. We have to make sure that the tribe view of the Constitution is rejected in the marketplace of ideas, in academia, uh, on the pages of uh, newspapers, in the media. There has to be an opportunity to respond. You're not going to get that on CNN. CNN drools over Tribe and Ludic. Um, MSNBC called him a modern-day Paul Revere. No, a modern-day Joe McCarthy um, trying to deny the people the right to vote because he's afraid that, tri that Trump might get elected, just like the McCarthyites were afraid maybe a communist would get uh, elected uh, or maybe a communist would be allowed to help us develop the nuclear bomb, the Oppenheimer movie. I know the case very well because I've written about it. That was McCarthyism back then. And I think today's McCarthyism is much more dangerous. Why? The past McCarthyism reflected old people trying to relive the past, trying to say that people in the 1930s who accepted communism because that was the answer to fascism were a great danger to the country. They were dying out. McCarthyism had, had a, a time limit, uh, an expiration date. The problem with the new McCarthyism is it's being brought to us by young people, by young professors, uh, by academics, by people who in 10 years will be the editorial writers, the editors of the New York Times, the senior partners in Goldman Sachs, uh, the members of Congress, and maybe in 20 years, the president of the United States. And if they're McCarthyites, if they don't believe in due process, because these folks don't believe in due process, they know it's guilty, they know it's innocent, they know what the results have to be, why bother 
and be burdened by due process of law. Due process of law? Come on, that's going to interfere with what we have to get done. They don't believe in free speech. If you know the truth, why do you need free speech? Why do you need dissent if you know the truth? And they don't want elections because they can't control elections. They can't control who votes. The greatness of elections is that every single person voting has the same power as every other person voting. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. The voter in Wyoming has a lot more power over who is in the Senate than a voter in California because they have the same two senators and their populations are, you know, uh, tremendously disparate. But it's as close as we can get to uh, democracy under our Constitution. So please, please don't let us ever get to the point where we think that the only way to improve democracy is by ending election. No, the way to improve democracy is to have more elections. Uh, you know, it's interesting. People talk about Israel uh, and they don't like the direction in which it's moving. But five elections in five years, what could be more democratic than that? My God, every year, every time I went to Israel, it was an election. And, you know, Netanyahu got reelected a lot, but not always. He got defeated. And uh, so Israel is a real democracy because it has elections all the time. The New York Times, uh, we don't need elections. We know who's best. Uh, we'll pick the next president. We'll write an editorial and we'll, we'll, we'll go around and we'll check with the Boston Globe and, and, and with a few other newspapers. And uh, together we'll decide who the next president uh, should be. Well, that's how the Politburo decides in the Kremlin who should be the next leader. That's not, that's not America. Okay, let's take some letters. Alan, can you tell me what part of the Democratic platform you agree with? I would say about a third of my letters say something like, you know, we like you, we admire you, we appreciate your constitutional point of view, but how can you possibly vote for the, for the Democrats? Well, let me tell you, it is the platform I support. A woman's right to choose, certainly up to a certain point. I don't support a woman's right to choose necessarily at the very end of pregnancy when the fetus is viable and could easily be removed without harm to the mother. But I cer certainly support abortion at an early stage. So I'm, I'm in favor of choice. Um, I'm in favor of gay rights. Um, state has no business telling people who to love, who to have sex with, or who to marry. I'm in favor of reasonable, reasonable gun control. Um, I think guns have gotten out of hand. There are too many guns in America. We have the most guns and the most murders, and that's no accident. I'm in favor of reasonable climate control. I'm in favor of separation of church and state. And I'm in favor of a liberal Supreme Court, none of which the Republican parties have in their platform and none of which Republican presidents uh, have, have done. So um, uh, presumption in my favor is always being in to be to vote for the Democrats. Now, if the Republican candidate is better, as I've said, I've admitted I made a mistake voting for Barack Obama the second time. I should have voted for Mitt Romney. I should have done that. I was wrong. And uh, I apologize. My vote wouldn't have made a difference. But nonetheless, um, um, I wish I had voted for that Republican. So I, I, I'll vote for Republicans if they're better than the Democrats. But they have to be significantly better to overcome how much worse the Republican platform is. As I've said to so many people so many times, the Republican Party became the Conservative Party in England, I'd be the first guy to join it, without a doubt. The conservatives in England, they support the right to choose, they support gay marriage, they're opposed to the death penalty, they support reasonable gun control, they support climate control. 
hey, that's that's a platform I can live with. That's a platform I admire. Yeah, they're they're tough on foreign policy. So am I. And, and they have a different view of the economy than some Democrats do. I can live with that. But uh, what's happened is the Republican Party has become very much, uh, in terms of social issues, very much a, a very right-wing reactionary party. Um, and it's not a libertarian party. It's a party in which the state gets into the bedroom, in which the state gets into the bathroom, in which the state gets uh, to say who lives and who dies at the end of life. Uh, no, that's not my kind of libertarianism. I'm a libertarian liberal, and therefore I could vote for the conservatives in England, but I have a hard time voting for Republicans in the United States. Get them to change their platform. I'll join. Okay. I like angry Dersh. No, I don't like angry Dersh. I'd much rather have uh, calm Dersh. Uh, analyzing issues, but I'm so angry at Tribe. I'm so angry at Lutec. I'm so angry at these characters who want to deny us our democracy. So yes, I am angry. Is anyone else curious about the two big photos behind him that are covered? What are the pictures and what are the drapes covering? You know, everybody has this conspiratorial state of mind. They probably think I have some like naked women up there or Maybe Republicans. Maybe I have a picture of a Republican. Well, I do, Abraham Lincoln. Um, I also have a picture of Winston Churchill. But those shades are window protectors. What's behind them are open windows. And if you have the open windows, <clears throat> the sun will shine in <clears throat> and ruin your ability to see me clearly and hear me clearly. So someday when we're on a little later, maybe... I'll take the shades down. And you can see for yourself, there are no pictures there. Just windows. A lot of people are wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, my son says a lot of people are wishing me a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I take your good wishes very seriously. So now Judge Ludic is a result-oriented judge who doesn't care for legal analysis. Then why do six of the nine Supreme Court justices and, uh, and Leo Leonard hold him in such high regard? I suppose you know a lot more about the law than they do. Well, we can debate that. What we can't debate is I know Judge Ludwig. I've argued in front of him. I've read his opinions. Uh, he's a very result-oriented guy. When I argued in front of him, he was utterly unprepared. He had no idea what the nature of our arguments were. He knew the results. He asked me questions intending just to get to that result, and I think that's true of lots of his opinion. He's a smart guy, but very, very result-oriented. I don't like result-oriented judges. I like judges who have open minds, uh, who consider all the arguments, and then decide. Judge Ludic was never one of them. This is way before he went over the cliff on this issue of the 14th Amendment, so I was never a fan, never a fan. I'm reading Get Trump now. It's a real eye-opener. Thank you. As a judge in Illinois, I am brought back to my law school days, watching you every day, and I'm loving every analysis and opening statements. Thank you so much. Uh, hearing that from a judge is very nice. Um, need to stop Trump like Germany should have stopped Adolf. No, I don't like that analogy. If you want to stop Trump, fine. We have a way of doing it. Vote against them. Give campaign contributions against them. But we don't assassinate our candidates. It's not like in Russia. It's not like in Ecuador. And if I could have assassinated 
uh, if I could have assassinated Adolf Hitler, I would have. Uh, people ask me all the time, would I have defended Hitler? And my answer is, if he had invited me in 1942 to be his lawyer, I would have walked into his uh, you know, office. And if nobody else was there, I would have tried to strangle him with my bare hands. Not, not as a lawyer, as a human being. As a human being, uh, I believe in, in, in selective uh, assassination of, of horrible, horrible, horrible genocidal murderers. I, I would have done it proudly. I would have then surrendered and uh, been, been a civil disobedient. I wouldn't have ended up well, but that would have been the right thing to do. Assassinating Hitler was the right thing to do. Uh, keeping Trump off the ballot is not the right thing to do. There's no analogy. You're a gun hater. Otherwise, I love you. I'm not a gun hater. I'm not a gun lover. I don't own a gun. When I was 18 years old and a camp counselor, we used to get up at six in the morning before our campus got up and we would shoot 22s at uh, old broken toilets. And so they'd blow apart. That was fun. But there are too many guns in America. I'm in favor of reasonable gun control. I think law-abiding people, if they want to have guns, should have it. And I am not in favor of abolishing the Second Amendment. I would not have included the Second Amendment in the Constitution if I had been at the Constitution, at the convention that adopted the Bill of Rights. I don't think the right to own and possess guns is so basic that it should be put in a Constitution. It's not like free speech. It's not like uh, privacy, Fourth Amendment, or cruel and unusual punishment. So I would have voted against it, but I would have been outvoted. And uh, now that it's in the Bill of Rights, I support it. And I always support the right to bear arms as written in the Second Amendment. But the Second Amendment also says a well-regulated militia. And at the framing, it was the militias that had most of the guns. Obviously, people had hunting guns too, but the guns that were used in warfare were in the militias. And the militias were, were well-regulated. And therefore, I interpret the Second Amendment as permitting reasonable regulation. Okay. I wish that it had to be bipartisan for impeachment to be approved in the House of Representatives. Remember, you need two-thirds of the Senate. Uh, like two-thirds or three-quarters, impeachment should be not be almost entirely partisan. I agree with you. I think it was a mistake of the framers to allow impeachment. And impeachment doesn't carry any consequences. Um, it's just an indictment to allow a trial. So the protection is there, obviously, in the two-thirds vote of the Senate. But I would have preferred to have, say, a 60% vote for impeachment. So at least there would be some degree of bipartisanship. I think that would have been better. Um, so Three cheers for democracy. Well, let me say two cheers for democracy. It gets it wrong sometimes. Democracy doesn't produce the best uh, candidates all the time. If we had a better system, fine. But again, Winston Churchill's my guy. Democracy, worst possible, except for all the others that have been tried over time. Thank you all for your birthday wishes. I'm going to go down now and celebrate my birthday, and I'll see you all next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.